0: Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products. Working with high-growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Become the engineer of your own life. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is and Hype. Transform your product ideas into a business reality. My name is Callie Keene, and this is End Hype. Look at this. We're coming to a close of 2020. You're probably listening to this in 2021, so you might have already stumbled into this mistake, into this total waste of time. Smart goals are dumb. Smart goals are for corporations and people looking for failure, looking for an excuse in that S-M-A-R-T for failure, right? We're taught that these goals have to be in this framework or this framework is really great for constructing goals, that they have to be timely and all these other things. You can look it up. Um, Yeah, that's great. I think if we're trying to agree on goals inside of a business, an established business, that's fine. But for personal personal things smart goals are dumb but how do we make better goals how do we make uh goals for 2021 or for our business or for our life and how do we go farther and there's a past episode on your goals are garbage and how to make better goals where i'm talking about i'm talking about creating something large something that you can have purpose in that will pull you through the difficulties of improving your life, creating a business, improving your community. If you're an employee or a business owner, it doesn't really matter. Uh, everything in life that's worth doing is a little difficult. That's why we want it. That's why it's worth it. And um, that's on that side of things is like when when people make goals and they talk about goals I don't think that they're really using that word in a, in a meaningful way but what I want people to do is I want people to think of an ideal state for their for their life like what would it look like if you were as fit as you'd like to be what does that goal look like and for most people it isn't 9% body fat and six pack abs it's just better mobility or not feeling tired all the time or getting your pants to fit a little bit better. But what would your ideal state be? And we can reverse engineer what that success is, but we're not necessarily going to just use this SMART goal framework and then be done with it, right? We have to connect that to meaningful things in our brain and in our spirit and in our life so we'll actually do it, right? Otherwise, it's just it's just such a waste of time. It's such like a goofball thing that people do it's kind of annoying it's annoying because i'm guilty of it it's annoying because the people i coach are guilty of it and the people that i might rely on are guilty of it as well but like how do we as winners set goals how do we set ourselves up to win or have the mindset of a winner and set some goal that we're actually going to do and uh I don't know, I just keep thinking about this, and right now I'm still in the in- ingesting information, right? And I'm uh, you know thinking about it and trying to make this framework. But this is what I have right now. So I'm going to give you three pieces of goal setting for winners, not just being negative about smart goals, which, again, I think that's like a goals for dummies book. And then I'm going to give you a fourth actionable piece. So the first thing is, and this is something I learned listening to my boy, Zach, shout out to Zach Babcock, uh, Underdog Empowerment, that he tells a story about uh setting a goal to quit smoking, right? So he's trying to quit smoking and he kept failing because his goal was, I'm going to try to quit smoking. But in reality, he needed to have an identity shift. He needed to change his idea of his self where he was a non-smoker. So he's not saying I'm trying to quit. He's saying that's something I don't do. And it seems like a subtle difference, but if you're spent time in personal development, you'll understand what the difference is, is that we're changing our perspective of who we are, and then we're acting in congruence with our understanding of self. We're not wishing to be something that we're not temporarily the difference between somebody who is healthy, they say like, I am a healthy person, or I'm, they are into fitness, it's a portion of their life and their identity, versus somebody who says, I'm trying to lose weight. They could temporarily achieve the change, but they haven't changed their identity, so they can't maintain it. Right? It's very difficult to maintain or grow success unless you can change your identity into that of a successful person, you can think like a successful person, you can act like a successful person, like action is going to give you like results. People are say like, well, I'm going to try to save money. I'm like, that's a that's a good goal, but like you're not trying to save money. You're trying to go buy a house, right? Your goal is to have enough money for a down payment. You don't necessarily have to save the money. You could go make the money too, but saving is, is, is all right as well. So like people are making goals out of the outcome or the process of the thing, but not like the actual goal itself. Does that make sense? It's like, I want to change my life and I want to become a better person, or I want to become more knowledgeable about this thing. And it's like, but why? Like why? And like, who is that person and why do they have that goal? If you can be, If you can shift your identity to be that person, right? I am a more insightful, I'm a more helpful person, or I'm a non-smoker, I'm a fit person, right? I'm a healthy person. It can help because you can look at your actions, you can look at these later things that I'm going to mention, you can say, am I acting in congruence with that person that I am, not just the action that I'm trying to avoid? So like, I'm going to eat better, is a garbage goal, right? It's not a goal. It's an action. It is something that will help us achieve something. It's not something to be achieved in and of itself. That leads me into my second piece is in creating goals, we need to build confidence. We need to create confidence, come from a perspective of confidence. And I feel like people use goals as some kind of self- flagellation like some way of making themselves feel guilty and bad cuz you set a goal and then you don't act in congruence and you can't achieve that goal because you haven't built the confidence in yourself to do the actions that need to be done to achieve that goal so i like this i like the concept of confidence itself and it's like where where does confidence come from in the split because we're talking about fragile ego and arrogance and confidence and kind of what the semantic or emotional um, divvying up, what's the, what's the difference between these, these concepts. So the easiest way that I've ever heard confidence being described and how you build self-confidence is in keeping promises to yourself. So if you say, I'm going to do this little thing, and we'll get, in, we'll get into that in a second, but if you are able to say, I'm going to do this thing, Uh, you can build self-confidence in yourself, right? Because you know that you can rely on yourself. We uh, treat our own goals worse than we treat other people's passing wishes, right? So somebody says, ah, you know, I'd like this and we'll, we'll fulfill whatever wish that they temporarily had and we'll feel guilty if we don't. But then this burning core human desire that we have Or the thing that will achieve our dreams, like I need to launch this product next month to stay on track with my goal, we just won't do. So we start to lack confidence in ourselves and that erodes into all of the aspects of our life and our business and our relationships. So that pesky health, wealth, relationship, triad, confidence kind of erodes into all those things. So I heard an uh, interesting little phrase and it's another nice way of thinking about this is like, Instead of self-confidence, you can change it to self-esteem. And we have to do esteemable acts to have self-esteem, right? You can't trick yourself into thinking that you're truly, in your core, you can't trick yourself into thinking that you're a successful person or a good person without doing things that are successful and good, right? You know that that's kind of an arrogant thing. So that's why people fail at goals is because they they make a goal and then it's disconnected from any type of identity or purpose that they have and then they fail at executing a little plan if they have a plan and then they just feel guilty about it and they lower their confidence and they lower their ability to execute because of that lowered confidence until yeah their business fails or they just say like entrepreneurship isn't for me or losing weight's not for me or, or making money's not for me or, saving money's not for me or whatever the hell the thing is that you want, it just seems like none of that is addressed in this smart framework, right? Why people fail at goals is not, and it has nothing to do with how attainable it is, like from a objective sense, because there's somebody out there, there's somebody in your network that your wildest goal is their normal day, right? The biggest sales dream that you could ever have, somebody else does that every hour, right? your biggest fitness goal that you would ever have. Somebody does that for their warm up, right? The world is large. Everything is attainable. So it's really dumb as that to be one of your checks and balances and everything's attainable for you too. It's just about building the confidence by actually keeping promises to yourself. And one of the easiest ways I shouldn't say easy. One of the most simple ways of building up that confidence is my third thing is habits. And, uh, there's a lot of good books on habits, um, increasing habits. And um, I have a few of them on the shelf back here. But uh, Atomic Habits is a new one. It's, it's uh, gaining popularity. And it's like if I do small things, if I build small habits, I can build discipline. And if I have discipline, I can compound my effort with consistency. And I can actually build confidence because I'm saying like, hey, I just wanted." to Every time that I get up, I want to drink 32 ounces of water because that's good for me. And maybe later I'm going to scale that into drinking the gallon of water that I said was my, the thing that I wanted to do. And that's a component of my fitness goal, or that's going to help me get to my fitness goal. It's a, it's a tactic though, or it's just a little piece. It's like an action, not even a tactic. The tactic would be to drink more water. And like the action is to drink a glass of water when I get up. But like, instead of just saying I'm going to jump in full, full on, which I love, rapid life change. I think that's a different conversation about making extreme, extreme changes to behavior to make permanent change, or how to uh, improve something by doing it twice as difficult. Like uh, we can get into that later. But this is like the basic, the basic thing on goals is it's all built around. Uh, it's built around habits. So creating daily habits, those compound, those become your standard actions and those become uh, the framework to build confidence, which the confidence fuels your identity, which makes those goals seem really easy because you can connect all the actions together. You see it, it just reverses down. So the, the, uh, the habits really are that like atomic level, that little molecule Of the thing, so I find that that is far more important because if you've ever watched somebody that's made dramatic life change, they don't just do the things; they become the thing. Right? They become the thing that you admire, and then all you're trying to do is say, "I want that." You just envy that position. But if we can connect that to who they are, how they feel about that thing, that those actions themselves. And the habits that get them there, you can reverse engineer that position. And uh, instead of just listening to Elon Musk quotes or Richard Branson uh, YouTube, like you can actually you can actually discern a little bit more information from somebody that's successful with this identity, confidence, and habits framework. And that brings me to the fourth and final thing before we get out. It's mentorship. And this is kind of the hack is you can call it mentorship. You could call it coaching. Let's put it in the same bucket for right now. And instead of uh, arguing semantics, but you need someone outside of yourself and you need accountability. That could be a group, could be your mastermind. It could be a coach. It, It shouldn't be your friend or your mom or your dad or like, you know, somebody like that. It needs to be somebody that you respect on that professional level, right? There's a reason why, and I just keep using fitness as an analogy because it's so readily accessible as a metaphor for people, but there's a reason why almost everyone fails their New Year's resolutions about losing weight or lifting heavier, and there's a reason why people that have coaches have dramatically higher percentages of outcomes. I'm sure if we got into it, there's also a split between how many sessions that people have or how long that they do it. If they, if they drop off on coaching, how long are they able to do this themselves? But go out and get a mentor for nothing else. Like not the tactics or the strategy insight or experience. It's just to tell somebody else like, yeah, go out and get a mentor. It's not for nothing else. It's not about the, the tactics or the strategy or their experience or their insights. It's if nothing else, it's about, it's about being accountable. It's having to go to that call or go to that meeting each week or each month and say, yeah, I know I said I was going to do these things, but I didn't because like my cat got sick or, you know, like I had to drive down to Florida to go like check out that palm tree for my front yard. And that took up a bunch of time or, you know, I twisted my ankle and it's like, you, you have to have that embarrassing conversation week after week after week. You know that you don't want to have it, right? A sensible person doesn't want to have it. People quit mentorship because they don't want to have that conversation one more time. And uh, you might think, hey, that's a big waste. But in reality, I look at it where we want to come to a point of validation as quickly as possible. And this is kind of what coaching and mentorship does is uh, – if you're an, if you're engaged with that person, and you're you really you just can't do it. It's better to find out that that goal wasn't for you. It wasn't for your identity. It wasn't something that you really wanted. It's better to find that out as soon as possible. And you'd say like, yeah, I really don't have the time, or I don't have the will, I don't have the purpose and passion to do this thing, and it's not that important to me because. Otherwise, you spend years thinking, if only I did this, or if only I could become this, I would be happy. But then when you're presented with the plan to say, this is what being an entrepreneur looks like. This is the plan to achieve your goals in the time frame that you look at. It's like, I want to do this in five years. Okay, well, where are you going to be in three years? Where are you going to be in two years? Where are you going to be in one year? Where are you going to be in six months? Where are you going to be in a month? You get the idea, and you break it down, you make a plan, and then it's kind of like, I talked to you in a month and you say, you know, uh, like this and this and this happened. I'm like, look, bro, that kind of stuff's going to happen all the time, no matter what. That's what life is. That's how life works. And that's by uh, extension, how business or entrepreneurship or whatever you want to call it, that's how it works too, because people are what make business and we're all people, right? So if you work with a mentor, at least they're going to give you those, you know, tactics and strategies and insights but like you're going to have to do the work you're going to have to be accountable and you're going to come to a conclusion that you can't do it or don't want to do it much much faster you're going to save months or years or a decade of your life cuz it's just hey this isn't for me or this isn't for me right now or or whatever so i really really think that if you want to achieve a difficult goal you got to have a great team you got to have a great circle around you right we say got to have the, the winning circle, but you need to go out and you need to find a mentor. And me personally, uh, and I'm biased, uh, I don't care if that's a mentor that you don't pay. I don't care if it's a coach that you do pay, right? For me, I pay coaches, me personally, right? I charge people money because I think that as we pay, our ears tend to open up or we say like, hey, I just paid this person 3000 or 5000 or $10,000, like I need to get the result. I need to get this information. I need it for my business because this is what's going to help me hit those requirements or launch that product or save my butt. It just seems that our ability to listen and execute is amplified when we're looking for an ROI. We're actually looking for to get our money's worth out of it. So an aside, you know, hiring me, Uh, hiring somebody else, I think that that is a force multiplier in maintaining accountability to those habits, increasing your confidence so you can maintain, change, grow, whatever your goal is, that identity and become the person that has the life that you actually want. I know this is a little bit out there and it was a little woo-woo, but I know that this Is the thing that you're all is all going through everybody's head. The thing that they want to do in 2021, we're gonna break free. 2020, 2021 is my year. Every year is your year. You got to do something. Uh, We got punched in the face a million times in 2020. I feel like I adapted pretty well. Did okay for myself. We're still here. We had a great year, Uh, and 2021's not gonna be any different. It's gonna have its own challenges, its own difficulties. Its own wins its own successes I'm just trying to find the people that want to win with me right people that want to grow their business People that are want to improve their life people that want to talk about Amazing ideas and figure out how to get them done And I don't know. It just is what it is, right? We have to be different If we want uh, if we want to change we can't control the world. So that's my thoughts 2021, a lot of different things are changing. We're ramping up some things, ending some things. For me, big piece is coaching is coming back. So I had that coaching cohort that opened in May 2020. It's closed. Great. For everybody that signed up, thank you so much. And their information will be available. What we have are 2.0. It is in stealth right now. I haven't decided if it's still going to be called Innovate because it is a little different and it's going to have a different format. And I'm going to open it up in January. So that's all I'm going to say right now. But I'm super pumped up about it. And I think people are going to be excited. They're going to be excited when they see the framework and what what's going on. But um, that's my big thing for 2021, that and podcasts. And, uh, and there's some some other content let's just say plans that I have, but those are the, those are the big things. Those are the big buckets, right? Launching some products, ramping up the podcast, opening up coaching should be amazing. Like I said, 2020 was amazing. It was a good test. Uh, 2021 should be great, but look, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up and look, if you got some value out of it, if you had some insights here and you realize like hey yeah i have used smart goals or that framework or some other framework that you found on medium or some other website and it didn't make sense it didn't work and i just dropped it after a couple of weeks this is why if you agree with that share this out like invite a friend you know message somebody and be like hey there's this crazy guy cali and he's talking about these woo woo concepts but they're the most tactical things that i've ever heard And he's going to break this down of why smart goals suck, why they don't work. Share this out. That's how we grow the audience. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not repping products. I'm not going to put ads out on this. That's my fee. That's my fee is that if you have gotten anything out of it, you got a chuckle out of it, you got a smile out of it, you walked away with a piece of value, share share it out. Let's get some people in on the end hype movement. But I'm going to ask you, Our formulaic questions, same question I ask every single time, and I'm getting some great answers on this, but I always want more. So what is the one question, the one obstacle that, if solved, would take your business to the next level? DM me, message me on LinkedIn, Instagram, hit me up, let me know, and I'll bring on an expert to answer that question. I'll make an episode just for you of this show. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. Thank you for listening to the End Hype Podcast. Follow Callie on social at Callie Keen to stay up to date with a bunch of free content and information. Change your life and change the world. End Hype.